0: everybody, this is Cassandra from the One Earth Film Festival. You're listening to WCGO Radio 1590 and 959, Chicago's Smart Talk. The Mike Novak show starts in one, two, three. Or even three, two, one.
1: Or three, two, five. <laughs> Most kids, most kids, their favorite holiday is Christmas. Not when you're from a large family because it might not be your turn to get a present that year. (laughs) A large family, your favorite holiday is Halloween because it is incentive-based. If you hustle, you can stock up for the year. (laughs) Halloween comes around, all you know is you're going to run for as hard as you can, as long as you can. A lot of kids try to tell you, oh, Halloween ends at 10 p.m. Wrong. Halloween ends when people quit answering the door. (laughs) And most kids, they're just concerned about what they're going to be for Halloween. You ask a kid from a large family, what are you going to be? I'm going to be as fast as I can. (laughs) You're going to wear a costume? A costume would slow me down. And you hate it when you get to that nice lady's house, that nice lady that just wants to talk. Halloween night and she wants to have a conversation. And what are you supposed to be? I do not have time for this. Put the candy in the bag. I had one brother, he wouldn't even talk to people. Halloween night, they try to talk to him. He'd just look at him and go, I've seen grown men just back away, just throw candy at him, maybe he'll lose.
2: It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Green, gardening, and environment radio, flavored with a dash of humor. Welcome to intelligent, irreverent talk about plants and the planet they grow on. Your questions, comments, and participation are always welcome at 877-711-5611.
1: Good planets are hard to find Temperate zones and tropic climbs and True currents and thriving seas Wind blowing through breathing trees Strong ozone and safe sunshine, will. Good planets are hard
2: to find. Good planets are in the main. This hour is brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts. Every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. Jet streams, perfect there. And here they are Peggy Malecki and Mike Nova.
1: Good planets are in the main. Right.
3: Alive. it's alive
1: it's alive
4: thank you very much and uh, uh welcome to the show i i was just thinking as i was listening to the uh, opening bit of the show and we were doing mm-hmm. our mad dash scramble six minutes from from not heaven from- but the, the other place uh <laughs> And uh, I, I I put these things together at the top of the show, and it occurs to me that a lot of people, ah, they kind of tune in at uh, 09 or 10, and they miss some some of the mm-hmm. best stuff of the show. Uh, so if you do that, you got to go to the podcast at m i k e n o w a k M-I-K-E-N-O-W-A-K.net. Check out the podcast, then you can just listen to the beginning, and then you can turn it off, and then you can go away. Wait a away. minute. What? Well, if they've already, if they came in, it's like, all right, when my folks, <laughs> who does this anymore? When my folks would take us to the movies, mm-hmm. we would come in in the middle of the film, Okay, watch the end of it, and then wait for it to show again. Watch the trailers. Well, I watch the trailers and then see the front part to see what happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that's not a great way to <laughs> watch a movie until I I was an adult
0: uh, because that's the way they did it. That's like, doesn't everybody do it that way?
4: You just show up when you show up. And, and so I'm saying the same thing for the radio, which is okay, you come in at 15 after the mm-hmm. hour, um, you go back to the podcast, and then you start from the beginning and you get to 15, and you go, oh, now I've heard the whole
0: show. Yeah. Isn't that the way it works? Yeah. Or oh. no, and then you listen to the whole show again. Shut up, Wesley.
4: Okay. Uh, Sure. You know what? You listen to it to get the details. That's what you do. Yeah. You, uh, well, uh,
0: like so many things, You, I'm thinking back to last week's show when Scott was on from Bartlett. Yes. You have to go back and listen. Wait. There you go. If, truly, if you go back and you listen to the podcast, you pick up little things oh, that, that you don't he, hear he, the first
4: he, time. He was a wealth of information. Uh, I was catching part of mm-hmm. it this morning on WRSC on the way in. Yep. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, I miss stuff. I go back, and sometimes when I'm editing the show, I, 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 I say to myself, "Did that person really say that? I, I didn't hear that when I, because you know you're busy here. We got the computers mm-hmm. on and all the stuff, and uh, and the and the uh, uh, ridiculous sound effects."
0: Do not complain.
4: All right, I don't. I'm not no, complaining. No complaints. Uh, but uh, yeah, so this is a way of us to encourage you to go to our podcast, listen to us on the stream. Um, you know, we're, we're podcasting all over the place. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on TuneIn. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. All that stuff. We never we don't mention that a whole lot on the show. We just assume everybody knows that, and it's all out there.
0: And if you go and listen to a podcast, please give us a like on the podcast and a rating on the podcast as well.
4: Yes. And you can go to YouTube and catch past shows and go to Facebook because we, we are streaming live on Facebook right now, and they'll be on YouTube. Anyway... All that said, we have the man uh, coming up next, Alan Armitage, Dr. Alan Armitage, who's done everything possible in the horticultural world, has written, I think, even more books than Melinda Myers. And, <laughs> uh, won a zillion awards. Uh, whew, he is. And we're going to talk gardening and his own kind of gardening. We'll be right back. The Mike Novak Show with Penny Malecki. Soil and plant health don't stop at harvest. Now is the critical time to set up for next season. And the products to use are from Tinyo Biologicals. Whether you're working 500 square feet in your backyard or a 1,000 acre farm, the soil needs are the same. Feed those plants with Spectrum and Nutri-Need to get your soil ready for spring. The soil can make compost from field debris, so use biodigester as well. Tinyo products from Blazing Star. Go to blazing-star.com.
0: City Grange, Chicago's newest and most unique garden center, wants to remove all barriers to your gardening success. How? By providing organic heirloom plants for your kitchen garden, pollinator-friendly natives and annuals, container planting to go. They deliver the plants, you put them in. Who does that? Classes for adults and kids, special events, and more. They even have complimentary valet parking on weekends. 5500 Northwestern Avenue at Catalpa. Citygrange.com. Learn, shop, blossom.
5: Are you looking for a new ride, ready to leave gas stations in the dust and speed away down the highway, zero to 60 in under three seconds? Well, here's your chance. The Illinois Solar Energy Association is raffling off a 2019 Tesla Model X, the award-winning all-electric SUV. But you need to get your tickets soon because only 2,500 will be sold. So how do you win? Go to store.illinoisolar.org. That's store.illinoisolar.org. Buy one raffle ticket for $100 or the four pack for $300. All raffle proceeds will fully benefit the Illinois Solar Energy Association, a nonprofit working to advance solar energy development throughout the state of Illinois. The winner will be drawn at the ISEA member meeting on December 5th, 2019. Anyone in the continental U.S. is eligible to win, and you don't even need to be present at the drawing to claim your prize. So get your tickets, the rules, and all the other small print details at IllinoisSolar.org today.
4: And that, of course, is in honor of Christmas, which is coming up. No, Thanksgiving. No, wait, some other holiday
0: Uh, that's in between. Yeah, yeah. it's one of them.
4: And it's funny because uh, I know the, uh, this is also, we're going to turn this into the theme for Alan Armitage. Let's uh, welcome uh, Dr. Alan Armitage on the show this morning, uh, known throughout the world as a writer, speaker, researcher, uh, a ton of books, uh, uh, including,
3: uh, are you okay there? Are we I'm okay? I'm just my sound is kind of weird, but that's okay.
4: All right. Uh in including uh herbaceous perennials and 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 uh you know the last time you were on the show with us. Well, let me let me go through these. Herbaceous perennial plants third edition which a uh, fourth edition is coming out uh, apparently this mm-hmm. year, right, uh, Dr. Armitage? It's coming out in the spring, I hope. Fantastic. Uh, Armitage's Garden Perennial, second edition, Armitage's uh, Native Plants for North American Gardens. Uh, you write for Greenhouse Grower. We were just talking about that. Peggy was uh, a couple of articles, which I want to get to in just a second. But the last time you were on the show, uh, we talked of uh, of Naked Ladies and Forget-Me-Nots, which is a book that folks might want to consider right now getting for their friends because we're coming up on the holidays, and I don't mean Halloween, but it would make a a great garden gift uh, for a friend for Christmas uh, or the end of the year, whatever you celebrate at the end of the year. You guys have graciously offered listeners to this show a 20% discount on your books and other stuff at uh, your website, which is alanarmitage.net. Um, Thank you so much for that, uh, Dr. Armitage.
3: Well, well, I I figure, Mike and Peggy, if they have to listen to us, (laughs) they should get some kind of bonus. Some reward. I'm just trying to make it easier for them.
0: (laughs) And that's, that's through December 27th, you said, using the code GREENMIKE, one word
4: yes oh green Mike, one word mm-hmm. all right I, i've got to fix it on it's the blog been fixed. Oh, oh. it's been
0: fixed on facebook
4: oh on facebook okay Through but not December on my, my blog okay i'll make it green Mike, one perfect. word and it doesn't matter whether it's capitalized or not so this is uh you folks should be taking advantage of it right now don't don't stop listening to the show but you can go online and and do that um uh, alan good morning it's so good to talk to you again
3: <laughs> good morning mike hi peggy it's uh it's always fun to chat, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's that time of year. It's fall, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. depending on where you live. Yeah, uh,
0: it's fall here. Maybe year.
3: cold where you are. We've had we've had some nice cool weather here, but it's lovely today. It's uh, but my my uh, brother and all those who live in Canada, they're getting rain and cruddy weather. So hey, it's gardening weather.
4: <laughs> well, guess what? I guess I must live in Canada because we're getting rain and cruddy weather here. We had. Oh, my goodness. Well, did we have a storm last night? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you check your rain gauge? I did.
0: Um, it was over four inches of rain. Wow.
4: Yeah. I put my—I forgot to put my rain gauge out yesterday, and, and our meteorologist, Rick DeMaio, will yell at me for that for being a bad uh, uh, <laughs> weather it's been uh, tucked in for the winter already yeah no it's no, no it was on its side okay. I had emptied it out mm. and I was doing work on the lawn a several weeks ago and I put it on its side on a bench and it's still sitting there on its side on a bench <laughs> Perfect. Um, I, yes I was
0: <laughs> raking wet leaves last night trying to move water it was so bad wow I, yeah I had to make paths for the water to go
4: the point is about eight o'clock last night, I said, oh, I need to get at least some idea of what's going on out there because it had been raining all afternoon and into the evening. So I ran out in the rain and set up the rain gauge. And this morning there was an inch in it. And this was after it had been raining for hours already. So
3: there you go. Filling up the lakes and filling up the reservoirs. So uh, it's all good. Just except it's not all good at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. Now, folks should know you're in
4: Athens, Georgia, right? that is correct uh what and it's been dry this year yeah, it's
3: been awfully dry uh september was terrible um you know we finally got some rain in October. we finally got fall yeah yeah you know I, I i lord knows what's happening with this planet but the fact is that everything seems to be happening later and uh wow. the, the the heat is more hot and the cold is more cold and the and the dry is drier, so uh, yeah, we we just took a while, but life is good right now. We we have a very being. I, I'm a I'm a, a Canadian fellow. I'm dual citizen. You'd be happy to know, but um, I consider our springs very long here compared to up north, uh-huh. because for me they start in February March here, um, and they go through until June, and uh, so fall has finally started too. So I'm happy as heck because I love fall.
4: Uh, and uh, I'll tell you, our spring this year was uh, not a lot of fun either up here uh, in in Chicago and the northern tier. I don't know what it was like in Athens and the southern tier, but up here it was cool and rainy and just
0: and a late snowstorm and
4: late snowstorm two snowstorms in April. Uh, and it just refused to get warm, and then suddenly June arrived, and it was very
3: pleasant for about four months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, we can't, there's no such thing as average anymore. So, you know, we put up with what we have and uh, we're always gardeners, if nothing else, we are the most optimistic people in the world. We know that our garden's going to be better next year. And, uh, and, and so whatever happens this year, we have short memories, which is a good thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. We are, we all suffer and we all, we all applaud with joy when things work out well.
4: Well, one of the reasons you're on the show is because uh, your uh, <laughs> your your PR worked. Um, you guys sent out uh, a newsletter the other day, and uh, I was, I think last week, and I was looking at it, and I went, this is great stuff, uh, and it reminded me that you hadn't been on the show in a while, and I said, I've got to get a hold of uh, Alan Armitage uh, and talk to him uh, about what he's talking about these days and of course you were talking about how we're getting into fall and uh bulbs um you're a fan of bulbs but uh, uh critters are also fans of bulbs and they went out over you don't they
3: <laughs> uh, it's not even a contest anymore you know <laughs> one of the problems i have is i have a, I have a relatively small garden it, it's it's you know it's not tiny but it's small and so i can handle it myself but I like to put as many things as I can in there. So I've also become a lover of birds in the garden. Mm-hmm. So as my wife says, I have a redneck bird place here because I got <laughs> bird feeders everywhere. Well, although the although the feeders really are squirrel proof, they they really are good. All you know, the seed drops to the ground and yada yada. So the squirrels and the chipmunks, man, they're having a ball. Mm-hmm. So I have I have managed to uh, you know increase the population of critters. Which is oh, oh well and good until you put those small bulbs in, and oh my! For every ten bulbs I put in, I bet you they get seven. And I've tried everything, and we can we can <laughs> maybe your listeners can help out here. But I've tried everything from cayenne pepper to garlic, to the you name it. But uh, anyway, wait a second. So, okay, like,
4: this is interesting because you're one of the foremost horticultural experts
3: in the world, and you're asking our listeners <laughs> to help you out. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I I know I know when I raise a white flag of surrender to the chipmunk. I, 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 I.
4: Well, you know, Peggy Peggy has the same thing in uh, her yard. Her her nemesis uh, nemesis are chipmunks. Uh, oh, yeah. it, they yeah. they not only bulbs, but the tomatoes, but plants, everything. Ev- everything. They just re- are relentless. Uh, and I I do not see chipmunks in the city at all.
0: They appear yeah. in your yard one day.
4: They, well, they, 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 could they be arranged. they hopped in a truck and came down from, from your yard, Peggy. Peggy
3: and I have a, Peggy and I, don't worry, we have a solution for that. We're going we're to bring you some chipmunks over to you. Uh,
4: please <laughs> do not. Uh, now, I, I have, I have rats in my yard because I'm in the city, but I don't, actually, not so much in the yard. I haven't seen them a, a, a whole lot in the last few years. Uh, and I don't know if it's the feral cats or just the city doing better or whatever. Things change, you know. They ebb and flow when it comes to critters, it, and it doesn't matter what kind of critter, does it, uh, Alan? No,
3: no, no. I didn't have this problem you know, three years ago. Now I've got it, and hopefully next year we were it'll be better. But, but you ought to see me there. It's just terrible. I mean, yeah. I've got a little mesh around <laughs> these things. I've got. I mean, it's like a restaurant out there. I'm throwing cayenne <laughs> pepper, and, and then I got garlic, and and then they, chipmunks, they just they
0: well, just. Well, that's, gar- like, that's like garnish. Chipmodeo. That's garnish for their salad bar.
3: It's Chippendale, I swear.
4: He's just laughing at me, but well, oh, that's okay. Well, I'll tell you what, 877-711-5611, if you can help the world-famous Dr. Alan Armitage <laughs> keep the critters away from his bulbs or, or send it to us on Facebook or Twitter, uh, we've got all those folks out there. We've got
0: uh, Joey watching. Maybe he's got a solution. I'll,
4: who knows? But this is... Uh, but, you, you know, and I'm sure this happens to you, Alan. You go to garden clubs and the same questions come up. And my response... Is always it's a hard problem. Otherwise, it wouldn't come up at every single garden club meeting. All right, which means that we're talking deer, we're talking critters, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all, all mostly. And one of my standard replies, uh, and folks don't like to hear this, is I say they were here first, okay, and, yeah. and and we're we're trying to change their world, and they're just kind of adapting to it. We're throwing them food, and and they're responding. They're they're going to eat the food. Uh, But you do bring up something really important because folks are always trying to figure out how to keep their bulbs uh, intact. And you say you've tried netting, you've tried garlic, you've tried uh, the the hot sauces. Uh, Is there
3: anything that works for you? Um, Well, I I actually, no, but... uh, Uh, right. year, I, I put in uh some more i, I just love these little bulbs I, you know the daffodils are not a problem tulips big deal right. this is crocus and the galanthus ah. and all those really cool little bulbs that they just seem to know exactly i mean I, they've got their radar out yeah. they know exactly yeah. where they are anyway. species tulips and yeah yeah so I, I put you know a little netting on the ground and all but it's kind of a pain in the rear end quite truthfully all right but I, mean, I can keep them away if i try hard enough it's just a Eh, it's gardening. Uh, I don't want to spend my money on chipmunks, but so either I put in fewer or I put in ones they don't seem to get quite as much of. All right. I
4: I have a question for you because I, <laughs> I, I asked it the other week of Melinda Myers and you know, Melinda uh, and uh, she did not have an answer for me. And by the way, you should know that uh, Alan Armitage is a professor emeritus from the university of Georgia. Uh, as I said, he's written uh, more than 70 academic papers, 500 industry papers, 16 books, um, and some of them serve as classroom texts. He's been all over the world. He speaks all over the world. Uh, he's He's got his own
3: app, and the name of the app again is? It's called Armitage's Great Garden Plants, and it works on just about everything, and it's quite terrific, actually.
4: And you you can go online. And yeah. and download it. So given all that background, uh, I have a question for you. I I thought I read many years ago, and I and I don't know for sure, that when those bulbs send out their roots, it changes the chemical structure that makes them less attractive to the critters. Does is there any truth to that?
3: Um there very well may be, but I have not read that article. Um, I think that they would. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Every plant, when it puts out roots, does change that, that little rhizosphere a wee bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure the change has much to do with the critters. Um, they have, it, just, it just changes it so that the plant itself is uh, more appropriate for that particular soil. Uh-huh. But uh, I, don't, I'm, I haven't read anything that it changes it for the chipmunks or the squirrels or the <laughs> armadillos or the, or the deer. <laughs> But, uh, it, it, you know, I think what the roots do, of course, is they make them just more solid, so they're more difficult to dig up.
4: Ah, maybe you know, that's it. They usually get
3: them pretty early. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping the ones I put in last year that actually survived will not be a problem this year.
4: Well, the, uh, well, then it, it should be a war of attrition at yeah. some point.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, and I'm losing it.
4: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh- we're we're going to break here in in just uh like a minute and a half but we're going we're going to keep you on here and keep talking because you got some great stuff to talk about and and one of the things is is what i highlighted in my blog which is something called solution gardening mm-hmm. yeah. um give me give me uh one minute on that and then we'll explore it when we come back from the break
6: uh,
3: okay well well mike and peggy i'm always just like you guys are asking you know, what's the next trend what's going on yada yada The fact is, and I've been saying this for quite some time, people don't come in and ask for a new plant. Now, maybe a few do. Certainly your growers want to know, but your neighbor doesn't ask for a new plant. She asks for, can I have a plant that works in dry shade? Can I have a plant that's fragrant? Can I have a plant that attracts pollinators? Can I have a a plant that is bright in the shade? It's the solutions Mm -hmm. that people are looking for. And this is nothing new. It's just that we as an industry and we as a group of people who are chatting with gardeners, we have to make this much, much more obvious. So that's what I'm all about, solution gardening.
4: And that's what we're going to talk about when we come back. Dr. Alan Armitage, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, and we'll be right back. The 12th annual McHenry County College Green Living Expo returns on Saturday, November 2nd, and it's packed with cool, sustainable exhibits and learning experiences. The clean transportation exhibit features luxury electric vehicles. There are workshops on regenerative agriculture, composting, and recycling. Visit with area farms, CSAs, and other organizations to learn more about local agriculture. There are more than 100 area businesses and organizations offering green and Exhibits, Taste local food, go on the sustainable artist walk, and tour the beautiful new MCC greenhouse and high tunnels. The Green Living Expo is free and open to the public. Peggy and I will be there. Come and join us. McHenry County College, Saturday, November 2nd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Go to McHenry.edu slash Green Expo or contact the MCC Office of Sustainability at 815-479-7765. And now, for something completely different for the season, the Frozen Robins!
1: Oh, holy night, late December, back in 1 BC, twas the night of the nativity. What a baby, what a night!
4: Talented, funny, unique, the Frozen Robins are Chicago's number one caroling group. Exquisite harmonies, madcap improvisation, holiday sketches and characters, even a 10-minute version of It's a Wonderful Life. They are definitely not your mother's carolers. Go to frozenrobins.com or contact me, Mike, at MikeNovak.net, because I'm not just a fan of the Frozen Robins, I are one. All right, get ready for the drums. Here we go. Ah. Uh. That's, the why, that's why I play I, that. I should
0: have had my camera ready.
4: You should have. Too late. I missed it. Uh, Alan
0: caught that, though.
4: Uh, that wasn't, uh, but we're not talking to an evil woman. We're talking to an evil man, uh, Dr. Alan Armitage. <laughs> but only in honor of the occasion. You're not evil. <laughs> you're, you're, one of the, you're one of the good guys because you're spreading knowledge. Uh, we got something on Facebook here. Uh, by the way, go to uh, alanarmitage.net for his, uh, uh, books, uh, and, oh, and what else give, give us, give me a, for instance of what folks are going to find on your website. There.
3: Well, the, the, <laughs> they, the, 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 there's some really neat, well, the website's a website. My, uh, my great assistant, Shannon Jones, she puts it together for me, but, uh, what's on there, the books, of course, uh, and the books that are available are, you know, please do the 20% off. I'm happy to work with you. The app is on there, the uh, Orange is Great Garden Plants, the app, just, you know, how to get it and what's on it kind of thing. I also do online classes, and you can sign up for those if you wish. Uh, that's on there. And uh, the YouTube channel is on there. I have a channel that just talks about plants. And I've learned that gardeners, like everybody else, can't handle much more than about a minute minute and a half at, both, at most. So they're <laughs> quick, they're, they're fun, and this is a great plant kind of YouTube uh, video. So they're all on there, and you can friend them and review them or do whatever you want with them or ignore them, but they're all on the website, and it's great fun.
4: Uh, you'll actually be interested, folks, if, uh, if you're struggling with your garden, uh, you might want to take one of those two online classes through the University of Georgia Uh, And they are herbaceous perennials for sun and herbaceous perennials for the shade. You'll learn how to plant propagate and care for up to 20 awesome perennials. You'll learn about the plant's origin, characteristics, bloom time, flower structure, and optimum growing conditions. And as Dr. Armitage says, you can do it in your PJs while eating bonbons. Uh <laughs> and and drinking your Baileys and coffee, right?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> the more you drink, the better the course becomes.
4: And the funnier you are. So there you go. But that works for me too. Uh but so let's get back to solution gardening. I I that really struck a chord with me. Uh mm-hmm. because I'm I'm on your side there, Alan, which is how many how how many orange coneflowers do we need and, and 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 people are not running to the nursery saying hey when are you gonna have a green coneflower we can't wait no, yeah, no. they want to no. keep the the ones they have now from collapsing and and, and they want them to spread and they want they <laughs> want their companion plants and they want to know uh how to create a beautiful garden um and and i'm
0: I, it's task oriented I, I get, and solution get, oriented yeah. yeah
4: exactly so what uh what obviously your experience but anything in particular that led you to that conclusion
3: yeah well a number of things number one is my daughters <laughs> i have uh i have three kids and two daughters that have too many kids and too little money and they want a garden but they don't want a garden like their grandmother used to garden they like containers they like to just color up some things uh, they really don't care what the cultivar is. They truly don't care. They're never going to, and they're never going to learn. Mm. They're not going to learn a botanical name. They just want something that is a solution for a mm. container in the shade. They want, they like this native plant thing. So they want to know what they don't know a native from a schmative. It's not that they don't. <laughs> they're they're brilliant. They really are. They're my kids, but they've got other things on their mind. They don't, they like the pollinators, but they don't know which plants attract pollinators. So they say, dad, what can I get? That's going to attract butterflies. And I tell them. So I said, why don't I just – this happens. And, and, and I guarantee, even if you don't have kids, your neighbors are exactly the same way. You've got neighbors, and they look at you, Peggy, like you're crazy with all this planting you're doing. Yeah, they do. They're like weeding at 7 in the morning because it's the only time you can do it. And they think you're nuts. But the fact is we do it because we enjoy it. They do it. Because they also enjoy it, but not to quite the same extreme. So they want to know answers. They just don't need a lot of details. Or, or they so enjoy that, the end goal. For,
0: sorry? They enjoy the end goal. They don't enjoy the process.
3: Absolutely. And, and it's not even that they don't enjoy it. They don't. We have to understand that, that, that we, we, and I say Mike, Peggy, me, and all perhaps your listeners, uh, You know, we like this stuff. We're listening to the darn radio with these three crazy <laughs> people. So we like it. Your neighbor likes it as well, but I bet you she's not tuned in. Uh, so she wants to know what works. I've got kids. She says, my neighbor says, I, I, I like this stuff, but I've got a kid that likes to play basketball and baseball and stuff in the backyard. I don't want a garden. I just want some pretty stuff. So we did containers and we did some vines up her fence um, because those were solutions to give her what she wanted But she, she, you know, I just told her what to put in. She was happy because they worked. Uh, So I think it's all about solutions. And the more we understand that we as an industry, and I say an industry, whether we're academic, whether we're communicators, whatever, we as an industry, the more we understand that what people want is not the newest echinacea. As an industry, we want that. And they're very important. But what my neighbor wants and my kids want is an echinacea that works. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so it, it's, it's, and this is now when I speak to groups in industry and garden groups, I talk a lot about solution gardening. I even put it on the app. And uh, so if you go to the app and you just hit the menu, it says solution gardening. I want plants for fragrance. I want plants for natives. I want plants for pollinators, what yada, And they all just come up. So yeah. I call it back pocket horticulture. It's in your back pocket,
4: right? Well, I was I was going to mention that because that goes your app goes along with this little pamphlet that you have, and as you say, you can stick both of them in the back pocket and then wander in the garden and use them to create what you want.
3: Yeah. Well, that's all we got to. We got to make it simple. Come on, um, gardening has become so complicated. There's whole books on how to prune a clematis. Who cares? And I say, no, I mean, again, great respect to the author who did it. But, I mean... This...
4: Well, okay, I'll give, you, I'll, give, I'll give you an example. When the books come out, the color blue in the garden. And I, and I go, nope, not going to read that one. All right, we're done. Let's move on. Because it's too limiting. And too much work. I don't care about all of the... I mean, if, if I get a blue plant, yeah, we all love blue because it's so rare in the garden, but I'm not going to read a whole book about it.
3: <laughs> well, you, you sound like me in design. You know, you start with design. But what we really do is we have a pot of something. We're trying to find a place to put the sucker. And, and, and the, the, the color scheme has kind of gone down. But as long as it works, I am a happy camper. And uh, so we all have problems. We all need solutions.
4: But, but some of what you say uh, in terms of the industry is heresy, uh, yeah. when you say that people don't need to know the botanical names of plants. Actually, they do uh, on occasion, and that's part of the problem, Alan. I think you understand that, is you can get away with common names sometimes, but sometimes you cannot. So if you're talking black-eyed Susans, you you better be a little more specific.
3: Yeah, but again, again this is true. Uh, obviously, botanical names are are the gold standard uh, and black eyed Susan, uh, which could be anything from Rudbeckia to Helianthus. Uh, I agree. But most times uh, if we turn somebody off because we tell them they have to learn a botanical name, we turn them off. Uh, and and um, so, yeah, I, I think botanical names are extraordinarily important for those people who wish to study horticulture, wish to be gardeners. I mean, on my classes, it's all botanical names, but um Not for my neighbor. (laughs) What's wrong with your neighbor? That's what I want to know. I hope my neighbor's not
4: listening. (laughs) (laughs) But your neighbors love you. All right, Uh, let's. We're getting to that part of the season, uh, and I want to give some folks uh, or give folks some advice uh, about what they can get away with right now. And and it i that seems, that seems to be my philosophy of gardening is what can you get away with at this time of mm-hmm. year
0: what's well, still going to work
4: yeah and here up in the northern climes we just got hit with a ton of rain we might even have snow tomorrow um and yet in the south where you are it's it's mild you say it's cool but it's a, a a lot easier to quote unquote get away with things uh Absolutely. in some in terms of bulbs i assume you can get away with a lot right now right
3: we mean i can plant a lot or yeah, i can
4: still me, plant me, me meaning that you can you can still plant bulbs yeah. you'd have to find them of course yeah. because even what i found at a certain point the uh the, the bulb uh industry <laughs> kind of says we're we're done here we need to move on but uh, they always have stuff left over too and you can always find bargains uh in stores and that sort of thing yeah. um uh so i would assume that in georgia and other southern, uh, more southern states like Missouri, because we have folks listening to us in Missouri as well. Uh, don't be afraid to put something in the ground. I mean, you said on the newsletter what was really interesting. You said, I don't recommend it, but you could probably do it.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is most of the bulbs you get today, either online or in the stores, have been pre-cooled. So, you know, you, you, you can put them in as long as you can get into the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, you can put them in almost any time before it freezes. You know, Girlfriend, I'm from Montreal. I understand winter. So you can put them in the ground any time and they've already had some pre cool. They're gonna get more pre cooled in the ground. So you're probably good. It's a matter of, you know, can you find them? Do you you know, do you want to put them in right now? And you can, without a doubt.
4: Yeah. Uh and I've I, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I you know and I and I and I always issue a caveat I say you're not going to find this in the books but yeah you know if you got the bulbs go ahead mm-hmm. please put them in don't don't put them in the garage and assume you're going to save them until next September and then put them in the ground because that's no. that's crazy uh,
3: I, Yeah we have people that put them in the fridge and forget about them <laughs> and then they say, "Oh, it's, I guess I better put them in now." And they, they do it in in you know April or something, and yeah, you know, they can still get something. It Might up. work, uh,
4: but it was, but it, it makes a wonderful pate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that
3: was there. the
0: daffodils, right? The, the daff- <laughs> been there.
4: Oh uh, sure. man, daffodil pate. That's that's brutal. You really got to sweeten that up. Uh, uh, we have a couple of minutes here, uh, uh, Doctor Armitage. Can I ask a favor of you? Can I get you to stick around for one more segment? Uh, if you need, do you need to get out of here? I need to get out of here by 11 Oh, or 10 your time. Oh yeah. So. No, no, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're done. You'll be done a couple minutes before 11. Okay. If, if, okay. If, Absolutely. If, love to. All right. Fantastic. I'm cause uh, I want to get into uh, the, uh, indoor plants as okay. well, because yeah. here we are. In fact, uh, I, I, as I walked out the door this morning, I looked at, uh, and I started counting the plants that are still outside. I think I've mm-hmm. got eight that uh, tropicals that still haven't made it indoors right. uh because i've been slowly but surely migrating them into the house
0: it's like they get bigger and there's no place to put the them. the
4: problem is is yeah there's my chef flora which is seven feet tall <laughs> and and weighs about 80 pounds and that's not the one i'm looking forward to so uh, uh we'll be talking more with dr alan armitage go to alan for all the goodies you get 20 percent off by putting in green Mike. we'll be back
0: few weeks left to get to Rich's Fox Willow Pines in Woodstock and grab some rare and unique conifers before they go out of business. After 31 years they're closing their doors at the end of this month and plants that were 30 and 40% off are now 50% off the retail prices. This applies to container, B&B, and and in ground stock. The discount does not apply to any existing orders. Pines, spruces, firs, hemlocks, junipers, yews, and the deciduous larches, bald cypresses, and dawn redwoods are still available. So come out now to pick out your container or b trees call 815-338-7442 to schedule a time to tour the grounds to look for specimen trees that's 815-338-7442 don't miss this great opportunity to add some unique trees to your landscape projects go to riches foxwillowpines.com for more information follow them on facebook for updates again that's riches foxwillowpines.com
7: I'm meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Bringing a lot of social science into climate change is really important. People who teach climate change now, you have to really get into how it's affecting people, how it's affecting the ability for people to cope, how it's affecting the ability of people to adapt or to mitigate. Stick around for some more insight into weather and climate and how it might be affecting you, your lives, and your garden. On WCGO 1590, Chicago
8: Smart Talk.
0: This is Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakenings Chicago Magazine. And for the past eight years, we've been helping Chicagoans to lead healthier and more sustainable lives. Pick up a copy of Natural Awakenings each month and enjoy new information about health and wellness, local foods, raising healthy kids, helping our environment, and living a more sustainable life. Get your free copy of Natural Awakenings in more than 1,100 locations throughout city and suburbs, or visit us at nashicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more.
4: No, this is not an advertisement for that new film, <laughs> which and, and, and it 's kind of weird don't you think, Alan? because you and I are old enough to remember the original adams family yeah. uh, and of course it's always it 's on reruns uh too but it, don't you find it strange when uh you 've got the cartoon characters being modeled after the human beings instead of the other way around it 's like they, they were created uh in re you know with real actors and now and now there's caricatures of them on, on the screen doing this. I, you, often, you know, you, you got a cartoon character like a Superman. Uh, it starts out as a cartoon character, and then you bring it to the screen. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, oh, well.
3: Uh, uh, I find a lot of the movies a little, a little weird, so <laughs> I think <it> surprises me.
4: <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We are so pleased to have Dr. Alan Armitage on the show, and he's agreed to stay for one more segment, and then he's ducking out to go plant more bulbs that will be eaten by the critters in his yard. Uh, <laughs> but uh, one of the things you mentioned during the break, and we want to mention it here, is perennialfarm.com. Tell us a little bit ab- about that, uh, Alan. Uh,
3: the perennial farm is a, is a you know, large perennial nursery that, that you know, grows perennials and a few other things as well and ships them to garden centers and landscapers and all. It's in Maryland. But they also have an online site, perennialfarmmarketplace.com. And uh, if you go to perennialfarm.com, you can mm-hmm. see a lot of stuff I've written. Uh, and I'd like to help, you know, I write some things that they then tell their people about. If you go to perennialfarmmarketplace.com, that's a good online source yeah. for perennials. And I, I've been very much involved with this company. So if it's, uh, if it's a problem, um, you can blame them. But if it's good, you can, you can blame them. <laughs> Otherwise, we blame <laughs> but, Bill. Yeah. So I work with them. And the whole solution gardening thing is part of their part of our program together. So yeah, uh, it's, they, it's a good place for people to know about.
0: I see they have a booklet up there on solution gardening. Yep.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. and... I would be in real trouble if I didn't mention your YouTube channel. Would be.
3: Yeah,
6: I know. <laughs> your your, your,
3: your, your you know, assistant just, just would come I after me. I do this before I go. At least put my hat on. Yay, there we go. So, so that you know, people actually know who the heck I am. But the fact is, a YouTube channel for me, uh, I, if I see a plant, I'll just stop and I'll take a one-minute video. And I'll put it on YouTube. And then the videos also are part of the app. So if you go look at, I don't know, begonias or distilled or whatever, there's probably a little video in there as well. There's silly little videos of me talking about the plants, but people like visuals. So mm-hmm. the YouTube channel, uh, you know, I, I I don't even know how, I mean, I tour them while well, Shanna puts them on, but you know, people... I don't know what they do—befriend them or like them or whatever they do. And, uh, but take <laughs> so, them in, give them lunch. <laughs> I got Alan. Help me out here, guys. Alan, it's a bra-
4: <laughs> no. I'm not because I'm in the same ballpark with you, the same boat, actually, which is we're we're making our foray in the YouTube as well, and 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 with this social media, obviously, we're streaming live on Facebook now. That video is going to end up on YouTube um we were experimenting with periscope which is the twitter streaming app and we said nobody's watching that so we're done uh and uh we've got instagram and everything else out there and it scares the heck out of me all right just just try
3: to keep up the important words you said is we not you right it's like me it's like me it's we i mean they, they do it for me thank goodness shannon and maria are my my buddies and they do all this stuff for me and apparently People like this thing, so I'm keen. I really am. <laughs> oh, what? They like this
4: YouTube thing? Okay, great. We'll have to check yeah. into there that. There we go. Oh, boy. That's all we need. Yes, Okay, Peggy. I was
0: going to jump back to indoor plants because yes. now we're yes. moving them all inside. Light changes, little buggies coming in with them in the soil. And your question? Um, your your <laughs> tips and guidelines at this point is we're all now faced with rooms full of plants that got
3: uh, abundant yeah. all summer. Yeah, here, here, here's here's the one thing you have to understand. If you bring a plant in, any plant, and you certainly have space for it, that's good. Uh, you know, you want to put it in the yeah. in, Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't need bright, it doesn't need outdoor light, it just needs light. Most of the leaves are gonna turn yellow, many of them are gonna fall off. It doesn't mean the plant is dying. It simply means it's trying to transition to a new environment. So when you bring plants in, particularly bigger plants. And don't get too concerned that they don't look so hot. You're really trying simply to get them through the winter so you can put them back out in the spring. That's all you're trying to do. If you're looking to have the greatest houseplants in the world and you're just putting them in your living room beside your TV set, it's... You know, they may not look quite as good as you'd like them to be.
4: And you mentioned uh, in your newsletter uh, a friend of yours, Lisa Eldred Steinkoff, who's also been on our show. And she's got some pretty terrific books. Uh, One of the latest is Grow in the Dark, How to Choose and Care for Low-Light House Plants," which a lot of us need because uh, I live in a very Mm -hmm. dark home, even with the skylight in the house. And uh, I'm I'm always struggling. Uh, My... uh, what is it? The, uh, 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 Ming Aurelia. Um, some, some years I bring it in and it'll drop all of its leaves and other, and you know, except for a little tuft on the top, like, yeah. a, like a doctor, <laughs> like a Dr. Seuss character. Okay. Uh, right, right. and then That's some Facebook he- post right there. And one year it just kept, it held them all. And
3: wow. I'm like, yeah. I don't get it. I'm not sure what's well, going then, on. I think the difference is between where they are now and where they're going to be and if you're in a little if you're in a uh, if they're outside in a deck or in an enclosed environment kind of thing whether it's a screened in porch or whatever and it's not getting that uh, intense environment then coming back in isn't quite so difficult but uh, if you have some sun plants uh, that you're bringing in eh, it's harder
4: yeah it's, like my, by uh,
3: the way i love lisa too she she does a lot of the work on my app on houseplants. so if you go to the houseplant section probably all says thank you Lisa for doing this because uh, <laughs> she knows more than I do that's for sure
4: yeah and and uh, as uh, Peggy mentioned you got to be careful about bringing critters in with um, with your plants too uh, how do you address
3: that Alan I want what I do is if I have something outside I do the, the the number one thing about critters on plants is I use my eyeballs to see if I can see them But if I can't I take a hose and I I just put the pressure up and I just knock everything off. I possibly can. Uh, it's a, you know, and, and, uh, you know, if there's some critters that can get through my hose uh, pressure, then good for them. But hopefully that <laughs> knocks a lot of the stuff off. And, you know, if you got stuff in the soil, well, hopefully, you know, you can, you can do things about that too. But me, I don't do any chemicals. I just refuse.
4: And of course, at this time of the year, you, you want the plants to kind of slow down and take it easy. So don't, Don't, you know, don't give them sugar. It's not like, you know, it's like giving kids sugar at 8 p.m. Don't do that with your plants as they go into. uh, And I don't mean literally sugar. I mean, don't fertilize at this time of year. Right.
3: Right. No, there's just. And again, I I was saying at the break, I I do a lot of talks called common sense gardening. And one of them is one of them is, in fact, you know, pruning. I can cut back after flowering. Now we're Mm -hmm. done. The other is fertilizing. Only when the plants are actively growing. If they're not actively growing, they can't take it up. What's the point?
4: Exactly, exactly. Especially if they're if they're already dropping leaves and they're shutting down. <laughs> that's, a- that's it's sort of <laughs> counterproductive at that point. Um, look, we're 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 just about out of time. I want to know if we've missed anything here that is is foremost in your mind uh, uh, about gardening at this time of year.
3: Now enjoy it. It's a good time of year before it gets cold. Uh, the, maybe most of the leaves are coming off with the rain right now, but uh, enjoy it and take a break. Those people that say that it's really good when you can garden 12 months of the year, they don't garden 12 months of the year. <laughs> so take a break and uh, enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you very, very soon. Well, you know,
4: one of the things you said I thought was really interesting, again, getting back to the newsletter, and it had a, a ton of information, so you should get sign up for alan's uh uh uh, newsletter go to the website and check out all the information you said the reason there's that fall gardening is promoted so much is because there's too
3: much to do in the spring and you can get some some of it done in the fall right exactly i mean it truly i mean the spring is just you, you got a lot of things going on and you'd like to enjoy spring as well and i think the fall is a good time it's cooler after the summer you're out there do as much as you can in the fall so you don't have to do as much in the spring well, this has just been a
4: delight, uh, as always. Thank you so much, Dr. Alan Armitage. Go to alanarmitage.net. Make sure you get some of his uh, books. Uh, as we mentioned before, uh, you might want to get a hold of of Naked Ladies and Forget-Me-Nots. I'm not even going to mention what the working title was on that. No, no, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you get 20% off if you use the uh, code Mike. Thanks so much, Alan. All right, gang. Hope to see you soon. You bet.
5: Okay, bye. Captain's log, Stardate four two three two six point one. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mister Wolf, status report. Inexplicable, Captain. They appear to be perambulating vegetables. We are being
1: stalked by stalks of asparagus.
4: That is incorrect, Mr. Worf. Asparagus officinalis, or killer asparagus, was the subject of a very popular
5: 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak. Mike Novak. I'm familiar with his work. Mike Novak was one of the smartest, funniest people in the horticultural world of the 21st century. Sound red alert. Shields up. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe? author of my favorite children's stories. Captain, I am attempting to access a copy of the masterpiece. Hmm, it seems to be available online at aroundtheblockpress.com. 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 Yes, Mr. Wong. Yes, Captain. Aroundtheblockpress.com. How many times can I say it?
2: Welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. This hour is brought to you by... Bartlett Tree experts. Every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. Here they are again, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak.
1: All I need is good food to eat and make me healthy, wealthy, wide awake. Lettuce, tomatoes, rooted bake. What about those sweet potatoes? All I need is good food to eat. All I need is good food to eat.
4: All I need is good food. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, and we had a really busy week. Uh, It just seems like they're all so busy, (laughs) and we're going to be busy next week. We were here,
0: we were there, we were here, we were there. Yeah. And now we're here.
4: But uh, Tuesday, we were at the Impact Conference. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit. I need to type in a password Uh, here, and I can't talk and (laughs) type a password at the same time.
0: Yeah, Tuesday, the Impact Conference, which was the Illinois Landscape Contractors Association, gathering um, at Chicago Botanic Gardens, and there was, I think, 230 attendees, a lot of great I thought, speakers. I heard 280. 280?
4: Yeah. Okay, well, it was, so it was, take
0: a Sharpie and take that three and turn it into
4: an eight. <laughs> no, 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 no. No Sharpies, please.
0: <laughs> uh, a pen. So two, 280. Um uh, Claudia West was the keynote speaker. We've had her on the show, and, and we've got a fabulous interview up on Facebook with her as yeah, well. Yeah, you
4: can see some of those. Uh, we did like five- to eight-minute interviews with mm-hmm. a lot of the folks there. But uh, in case you don't know, the whole impact deal is the the idea that landscapers can be more sustainable.
9: What? Imagine What? An
4: idea. Uh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> we're still fighting for it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but what what a great yeah. crew of people! What a, some wonderful, wonderful uh, presentations,
0: presentations, and some of the vendors. We were having great conversations with some of the companies of just all the exciting things happening to educate landscape contractors on, as you say, more sustainability. And then on Thursday,
4: we we went to Patagonia uh, at eighteen hundred North Clyburn in Chicago for Midwest Grows Green fourth anniversary celebration. Uh, and uh, Chip Osborne from Osborne Organics, he's out east in uh, Massachusetts. Um, he is probably the preeminent practitioner of organic uh, or natural lawn care. You mm-hmm. know, some some people call it organic, some people call it natural and chemical yeah, free, I, pesticide I, uh, free. Right, pick, pick a name, uh, however you like it. Uh, and um, it was a little weird to be talking about it at a time when it's too late, really, to do anything in your lawn. Except, I was, uh, I had an idea of what you could still do in your lawn, and uh, Chip Osborne confirmed it. He said you could probably still core aerate if mm-hmm. it's dry up now. Not here, not today,
0: not because we got
4: four inches.
0: You said in, of rain, well, the, last? Rick said about two point five, two point eight. But in your rain gauge? At least in my yard, yeah. Wow. Crazy. So
4: you can do it when the ground is dry and the grass is growing, but we're, we're basically getting to the end of the whole season mm-hmm. when you can do much uh, with your lawn. So you can start thinking about how to do it right next year. But, right. so, but what was great about the conversation, and we had uh, uh, Steve Newman from Logic Lawn Care, and we had Mark Wise from Green Wise.
0: And Ryan Anderson.
4: Uh, from Midwest Grows Green. And Chip Osborne and and the five of us talked about basically the bigger concept, which is this: you got to we got to stop poisoning the earth. Basically, Uh, and I know that sounds touchy feely, but the whole point is there's science behind it. And Chip Chip brought the science and and even brought climate change into the conversation, which was so cool. Uh, He is great, and we're going to have him on the show. I talked to him. I said you got to be on the show in spring, and definitely going to do that. And one more thing before we break and and what one
0: more plug too of where we'll be this week. Oh my goodness! Thursday, the Open Lands Luncheon. Oh my, is that Thursday? That's Thursday. Do I, do I have to go? And tickets are <laughs> still available, though. If you go to openlands dot org, ten thirty to two at the Hilton Chicago, uh, seven twenty South Michigan. The uh, Conservation Leadership Award is going to Stephen Packard, and keynote speaker is Wendy Paulson. So get your tickets. Uh,
4: yeah, Stephen Packard uh, has been on the show not for a long time. No, uh, you know, I was thinking we should probably get him. Uh, but I think we were uh, at
0: Pirate Radio. When he uh, was, on.
4: was he on at Pirate I think Radio? So. How about that? Uh, so yeah, you know, I, I said, "Do I have to go?" It's just because it's just so much every week, <laughs> and now we're now I'm getting into caroling season. And by the way, if you want to hire the Frozen Robins, just give me a holler, Mike at Novak dot net. And some people already have, which is great. I have a feeling we're going to be singing at uh, City Grange. Wow! This year, I think it's going to be the nineteenth of December, a Thursday. And you go, that'll be cool. We're going to have a bonfire and folks come out and we're going to lead a sing along and then do some of our own carols. Um, I was talking to Lamanda Joy from City Grange. So you get a little plug there, Lamanda. Um, And I don't think we actually have time to discuss this, but a a fascinating article uh, that got posted on the Mike Novak show on Facebook called Small Family Farms Aren't the Answer. The romance of neoliberal peasant farming blinds us to our collective power. And the argument is that by having everybody doing it on their own, you know, the tiny farms, uh, it's not working. You know, the rugged individualism. See, we've we've bought that myth mm-hmm. as well. See, that's 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 the the danger because the big guys they get to consolidate everything. The little guys, well, you're supposed to go it alone, and and this. Uh, person who wrote this wonderful story and you should go and read it and we may repost it Chris Newman
0: yeah
4: uh says put that, it on
0: Facebook
4: says uh, well it is on and the uh, feed uh, yeah um that farmers need to band together you know like unions do and farm collectively yeah uh, the point is made that by going to farmers' market a lot of money is being wasted uh they're not making nearly the kind of money that they could make uh well they can't compete. With the big guys In the big stores But by Getting together There's another concept Boy, Amazing that You know It takes us We, You know The brainwashing The collective uh, Or the rugged individualism Is killing small farms, small farms In the United States Amazing Alright When we come back Pumpkins baby We're smashing pumpkins It's the Mike Novak cool. Show With Peggy Malecki Stick around for that chicagoland when you want the best science-based tree care in the area go to bartlett tree experts with locations in barrington naperville chicago and northbrook bartlett has 80 tree care professionals ready to do what's right for your tree and you whether it's your home or your business a large job or a small one every tree needs a champion call bartlett for a free estimate go to bartlett.com
0: Soil and plant health don't stop at harvest. Now is the critical time to set up for next season. And the products to use are from Tinyo Biologicals. Whether you're working 500 square feet in your backyard or a 1,000 acre farm, the soil needs are the same. Feed those plants with Spectrum and Nutra need to get your soil ready for spring. Go to blazing star.com. The soil can make compost from field debris, so use Biodigester as well. Tinyo products from Blazing Star. Go to blazing star.com.
1: Ah, ah, this is what it
2: is! Ha! On my basic... Ladies, it's our time to shine Because the weather's getting crisp and chilly outside There's no need to fear when fall is here Because pumpkin spice latte is always near Roll up to my Starbucks looking so fly All these people know I live a spice life Yeah, I tip two dollars not trying to be stealthy Watch me get a thousand likes on oh,
4: this boy. pumpkin spice selfie Yeah, this is just, oh, yeah. uh, I had to do this, this uh, I found this while I was, uh, and I'm going to play a little more of it later I, I, I don't know why it came up so And odd. if you
0: weren't watching on facebook live wow you missed it
4: yeah <laughs> that is the uh, pumpkin spice latte wrap video by a group called dame squad i can't believe they've only got twenty nine thousand views of that that should be have should be several million that was just uh too awesome all right uh before we get to pumpkins speaking of this
0: pumpkin spice speaking latte- of pumpkin spice you know folks are going to tell you that now now the gardening season is absolutely over. No! For real? No! Good, well, but it's not. No, it's not. City Grange is bringing in its collection of weird bulbs for their Bulbs 101 course on Sunday, November 3rd from 1 to 2 p.m. You can learn planting methods as well as strategies for timing from the plant boss, Joan Murray. They're even going to talk about bulbs in containers and class attendees will get 25% off their bulb purchases after the class. That's at 5500 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. Go to citygrange.com. Learn, shop, Shop
4: blossom. blossom. And again, we'll be singing Christmas carols. Frozen Robins coming to City Grange on December 19th. Mark your calendars. And, Buy your tickets now. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to cost anything. But well, that's even better. While you're there, though, you should purchase some stuff. So just let... Great holiday gifts. Just saying. All right, let's go to the phones because it's pumpkin time, but it's also pumpkin... You see, I had a choice. I could do the pumpkin spice latte wrap, or I could have played something from Smashing Pumpkins. Nobody would have gotten the Smashing Pumpkins reference. <laughs> Well, they might have. Or they might afterwards. They might afterwards. And, I, and,
0: and Mr. I, Zuckerberg would have probably taken us down anyway. Well, he
4: might take us down on this one, but I don't think so because I think that's just a YouTube uh, thing. He doesn't seem to understand that there's YouTube stuff too. Uh, shh. Uh, anyway, so uh, you got your pumpkins. You 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 turn them into jack-o'-lanterns. You leave them out to scare the kids. No, it the squirrels get in. Them. And the squirrels get in them. And they and then you go, what do I do with this pumpkin? Well, for years and years and years, what you did is you threw it in the garbage. Or at somebody's house next door if you're... Or leave it for the squirrels. Or leave it for the squirrels and let it just collapse. Well, if you let it collapse in your yard, that's exactly what we're talking about, composting Mm -hmm. pumpkins. And in the last few years, um, and I don't know if Kay McKean at Scarce started this. It might have started in other states as well. But certainly in Illinois, Kay McKean at Scarce, uh, and we've got the link to that at MikeNovak.net, said uh, cuz we she, she was on our show in 2016 mm-hmm. when we were at our pirate Arr. pirate radio and um um she was telling us about their pumpkin smash each and they at that point they had put uh they had collected uh, I have the numbers here wait a second right here um 9.31 tons of pumpkins that That's was a lot of pumpkins that was a lot of pumpkins ha To date, Pumpkin Smash has diverted more than 254 tons, tons of pumpkins. Wow. From landfills. Uh, And that was happening in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Uh, Just the other day, I got an email from our buddy Sarah Batka, who used to be on this very show. Where where you're standing right now. Actually, actually she sat um, and uh, she said, you know what? University of Illinois Extension is doing a pumpkin smash, too, and we're going to have one in the city. Thank goodness it's coming to the city. So, Mm -hmm. Sarah Batka, good morning.
2: Hi, Mike. Hi, Peggy. Good
4: morning. Morning, Sarah. so good to have you on the show. Uh, So you knew all about this. I'm sure the uh, Scarce and their pumpkin smash. How did you get it started in Chicago?
2: Well, I did learn about it from Scarce. So they make it super easy to host one of these events. They have a nice toolkit online with templates for your flyers and everything. So <laughs> really the credit goes to them for making it easy for you to host one. So um, we d- haven't had one that I knew of in Chicago. And so I put in a special um, proposal for funding through um, University of Illinois Extension, Cook County, and my proposal was funded to rent a dumpster. So... Um, I really am hoping for a good turnout. But being that this is our first time, I just don't know what to expect. Yeah. So,
4: but our goal two two tons, two tons, that would be awesome. Now, mm-hmm. here's 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 the deal, folks. Uh, as with most of these pumpkin smashes, uh, it's just one day, mm-hmm. and it's just for three hours, usually nine a.m. to noon, and you you're doing the same thing, right, uh, Sarah?
2: Yeah, that's right. And I'm going to be at the Chicago High School for Agricultural Sciences on the southwest side. So the address there is 3857 West 111th Street. And if you could come to the back of
4: a school <laughs> and, and you'll,
2: you'll find me and some volunteers and I'll be wearing the pumpkin costume. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, really? You've got the pumpkin costumes out, too, huh? You bet. You better take some photos, girly. <laughs> I, I ex- I'm sure will. I, I expect we 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 actually have you in a pumpkin costume uh, on the Facebook live stream right now. It's it's just an orange T-shirt actually, but it's not.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 skipped the costume you're wearing on your Facebook page, and we opted for this one instead.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I f- I managed to find a photo of you. You're, you're it's really hard to find photos of you, Sarah. Just letting you know. Uh, which is probably God. probably I know that's what I'm saying. It's probably I I wish there were fewer photos of me out there. <laughs> I, I mean I got photos of me in bee suits and stuff too. It's hey, just, I'm
0: wearing a bee suit in one of those. Yes, you are. You've myself. got you, same
4: thing. So it's just really scary. Uh but um, I, I'm so proud of you for doing this and setting this up for Chicago. So of course I wrote to Sarah. Sarah. Said, can you talk about it on the show? And I said, yeah, okay, we'll we'll talk about it on the show. I said, however. Why don't we have one on the north side? You know, not everybody can get to the south side. And, and uh, she right, said... Right,
2: I understand. But that's where I'm at, so make it easy for me.
4: Because uh, it's all about you. Uh, we know that, Cher. Right.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but uh, then she wrote back a couple of days later and said, oh, guess what? We think there's going to be a drop-off on the north side, too. So that takes us to our next guest, who is also on the phone...
0: Ivy how do you pronounce your last name? So how do you say your last name Ivy?
8: My last name is pronounced Tour. Tour. How do I the ts sound?
4: Right. Tour. Tour. Yeah. Okay, it's spelled yeah. T Z U R. And yeah. Uh and Ivy is an independent corporate responsibility and communications consultant and that sounds very fancy. The point is you've gone rogue. Uh, and you decided that the north side needed a drop-off point too. So you're setting that up, and you're and you're keeping your fingers crossed, aren't you?
8: I am. I am. Um, you know, I it was a number of years ago. I was I was walking my dog, and I was noticing that all the dumpsters were just really stinky <laughs> in my neighborhood. And it was right after Halloween, and um, it was it was the dumpsters were full of pumpkins, people's pumpkins, in the days right after. So I was just wondering, you know, like, what we could do about that and started doing some research and then learned some facts that were, you know, just a bit bothersome. Um, what, specifically what? that the Howden pumpkin, the pumpkin that we use to carve, um, is really bred and grown for mostly, like, our decorative and recreational use for mm-hmm. Halloween. And only, like, a fifth of the pumpkins that you know, we grow, get processed into food. So that's, you know, that's, um, With, if you think about the 2 billion pumpkins that are grown each year and only those fifth are processed or used for food, that's that's a lot of energy and water to grow and harvest something that doesn't even get eaten and then gets thrown into the dumpster. Um, so I just figured I might as well just make a spot where people can come and drop it off. Uh, I got in touch with Scarce and they connected me with Sarah. And so I'm going to be bringing a few trucks of pumpkins from the north side over to Sarah's container on the south side.
4: Wow. That 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 I can't believe that some an individual steps up. Yes, I can. Actually, I can't believe it because that's how these things get done. Um and you just said I'm going to make this happen. And uh I am so proud of you, Ivy. I just think it's the coolest thing and I got a feeling that Extension will look at this and say, "Hey, there's there's a need for this. Mm-hmm. There's a demand. There's a hung- yeah. a hunger, if you will, to recycle the pumpkins." Um, and yeah. uh, I got a feeling it's it's the start of something big.
0: Yeah, I was really amazed going I hope so. you know, trying to find pumpkin recycling, pumpkin pumpkin composting, and smashes in the city, and there really aren't any other than than what you're doing, Sarah, and what you're doing, Ivy. Yeah. Well, I did also just get a
8: note that Green City Market, um, their farmers market on Clark on the north side, also will be accepting pumpkins for composting on Saturday, November second. So keep that in mind too. Uh,
4: You were going to say something, Sarah?
2: Oh, I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, there's the Green City Market at Peggy Notabart Nature Museum, but you do have to pay for that. Uh, per pound, I think okay. dollar per pound. Ah. Um. So, Ivy's and I oh. is free, and we should mention that there are a number of locations in the suburbs.
0: Yeah, Kenley oh.
2: Park, Lostmore, um, I think River Forest.
0: Yeah. There's
4: more than forty five of them. Yeah, we what we did. Okay, here here's what we did for the blog post today. Uh, we got we put the links to scarce, and if folks uh, are not familiar with. Scarce, uh, it is all right, and and I always, I, I, <laughs> the name of the organization is School and Community Assistance for Recycling and Com- Composting Education SCARCE. Nobody ever uses that full title, <laughs> they just call it SCARCE. And you go to scarce.org and you can find out about this. Yeah. So, we put the link. To their pumpkin smash, we put the link to the city's pumpkin smash via uh, Illinois Extension, and we put the information for Ivy's drop off. Uh, uh, and we'll get to that in a second because there are some. Yeah, you have slightly different. Uh, considerations and dates for, or, or a, a date yeah. for, for that. But uh, Peggy uh, also put together this list. Just list some of the places where uh, we've got pumpkin smashes.
0: Bartlett, Carroll Stream, Cary, Darien, Downers Grove, Elgin, Elmhurst, Evanston, Flossmoor, Geneva, Glencoe, Glen Ellen, Glenview, Grays Lake, Hoffman Estates, LaGrange, Libertyville, Lyle, Mount Prospect, Naperville, Oak Park, Park Ridge, Romeoville, River Forest, Rockford, Skokie, St. Charles, Tinley Park, Villa Park, West Chicago, Western Springs, Westmont, Wheaton, Winneka, and Woodridge, and more to be added. Wow. That's wonderful. That's really good. And you can find all of those going to scarce.org <laughs> Thank slash. You. Well, Pumpkins. she was going through all the Wheely, double Wheely, d-
4: Wheely. W though, Woodridge. Woodridge. Uh, <laughs> well, that.
0: So, okay, so you know what you got to do next year, Sarah, and We'll talk about this a little bit with our next guest, but you need pumpkin bowling. Bowling for pumpkins. Bowling for... <laughs>
2: okay, yeah. Or somebody um, suggested a trebuchet. Like, I just want to say that. Trebuchet.
4: <laughs> <laughs> What's a trebuchet? Uh,
2: a pumpkin slinger. Oh, a catapult.
4: Oh, oh. Actually, oh, somebody my. is yes. doing a
0: pumpkin catapult. There, there are ca-
4: Yeah, they're uh, out there. Um...
0: It's not Carol Stream. Somebody
4: is. I just love the idea of the pumpkin catapult. All right. Uh, Now, (laughs) Ivy, your pickup. All right. So here's what we need to establish and make it really clear, because I don't want to confuse people. And people who listen to the radio get really confused anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, and uh most of the pickups are next Saturday the 2nd from 9 to noon. If you all pretty much all of those suburbs that uh, Peggy read uh are are 9 to noon. Uh if you're not sure check on your particular suburb, go to the uh scarce site and look up the link. However, Ivy and the one in the city is 9 to noon on Sunday. Ivy you're you're doing yours on Sunday, right?
8: Correct. Correct. Mine's going to be on Sunday. I'm going to have a um, just like a station where folks can come and pick. uh, I'm sorry, drop off their pumpkins, and that's going to be at the end of the 1900 block of Maud Avenue. I'm going to keep a truck there from about 10 to three. I've had quite a big response, so I've switched it up a little. There's going to be a truck there for Mm -hmm. anyone who wants to throw their pumpkin in it. At the same time. Um, recognizing that not everyone can get to that location and drop it off, um, I'm also going to be driving around and just collecting all pumpkins that are left over. So, if you're not able to drop it off and you wouldn't want, you wouldn't mind me coming to pick it up, you can send me an email with your address, and I will make sure to pick up your pumpkin from your curb or stoop.
4: Wow! I hope you're not overwhelmed. Uh, if you want that information, uh, it's on my website. I'm going to make people go to the website instead of just giving the uh, the email right here because I'm I'm afraid you're going to be inundated with pumpkins. <laughs> but uh, is Maud is Maud Avenue North South East wh- wh- What is it? 1900? What North South West? 1900 North North Maud? Because I don't know where Maud is. Yeah. Okay,
0: M A U D M A
8: U D. Yep, you can look it up on Google Maps, but it's a it's a small street, meaning it's just two blocks long, and it's between Armitage and North Avenue off of Sheffield. Ah, um, and there's okay. a dead end at the end there, and that's where the truck will be.
4: All right, fantastic. This, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. <laughs> I want this to work so bad because pumpkins in landfills are not a a good combination uh, because you know decomposing organics in landfills produce produce methane. Um, Pumpkins are 90% water, which is great for the soil. Not so good for landfills because they create leachate as well. So take your pumpkins.
8: Exactly.
4: Get them to a smash. Hey, Sarah and Ivy, thank you so much for being on the show. Go to my website, MikeNovak.net, for all the information.
9: We'll talk to you guys soon.
2: All right. Thank you so much.
9: Did you know that a running toilet can waste up to 200 gallons of water per day? In a Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. Water is a precious and vital resource, and 750 million people on this planet don't have access to safe, clean water. So let's not waste what we have, okay? According to the EPA, we lose over 1 trillion gallons of water a year to household leaks. So let's fix those leaky faucets, folks. While you're at it, consider installing a low-flow showerhead and a low flow toilet. And maybe sing a shorter song when you're in the shower, because Americans also use 1.2 trillion gallons of water just showering every year. Just saying. I'm Green Diva Meg. Find more useful Green Diva podcasts, videos, and of course, lots of low stress ways to live a deeper shade of green at thegreendivas.com.
0: Soil and plant health don't stop at harvest. Now is the critical time to set up for next season. And the products to use are from Tinyo Biologicals. Whether you're working 500 square feet in your backyard or a 1,000 acre farm, the soil needs are the same. Feed those plants with Spectrum and need to get your soil ready for spring. Go to blazing star.com. The soil can make compost from field debris, so use Biodigester as well. Tinyo products from Blazing Star. Go to blazing star.com.
6: Spice is my ride or die. If you're feeling low, get on this pumpkin
2: hide. All my basic bees show some basic pride. Put your lattes up into the sky. Throw up your latte cups into the sky. Pumpkin spice latte.
4: Ah, welcome back. (laughs) Boy, I got my exercise for the week there. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. And that, again, is uh, you got to go on YouTube and find uh, the uh, hilarious pumpkin spice latte rap video. I'd play the whole thing if I could. And actually, the video is pretty funny, too. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Uh, it, is, it, it is by a, a group called uh, Dame Squad, D-A-M-E. So just so you know. Hey, got a minute for your trees? scott james i 'm out of breath, Scott Scott. <laughs> this shows you how out of shape I am. Scott Jamison from Bartlett Tree Experts was on the show last week and talked a little about leaf color here 's some more info. take notes. there will be a quiz at the end of the show i 'm paying attention. Chlorophyll triggered by the shortening days. deciduous trees stop producing replacement chlorophyll in the fall, leading to a loss of green color. The lesser known Xanthophyll yellow and carotene orange. Obviously, because carrot, mm-hmm, you know, pumpkin. Uh, those pigments are also present during the growing season to help with photosynthesis and sugar production. Unlike chlorophyll, these pigments are relatively stable, so we typically only see them when the green fades away in the fall. The red hues we see in the autumn foliage come from anthocyanin pigments. Anthrocyanins aren't manufactured until late in the season, and their strength and timing tend to depend a lot on the weather. You still got these notes down? Okay, Mm -hmm. here we go. As the most stable pigment in tree leaves, tannins uh, lend dead foliage their lasting brown color well after leaf peeping season has passed. There's your color wheel for today. And for any tree question, give Bartlett, tree experts, a call. I got this information from them. Because every tree needs a champion, go to Bartlett.com. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. And as uh, we mentioned, we've been all over the place doing different things. We got another event this Saturday. And uh, let's uh, bring in our buddy who's been with us from the very beginning here at WCGO, Karen Hankins. Kim Hankins. I'm sorry. What is wrong with me? Kim. Talked
0: too many pumpkins.
4: I know. Uh,. <laughs> Our buddy, hey, my buddy Bob is on the phone right now. Bob Hankins. How you doing, Bob? It's good to talk to you again.
10: Hey, Mike. How are you? Uh, who?
4: What? <laughs> Carol Hankins is on the phone with us right now. Uh, You're Christmas Carol, right? Uh...
10: Yeah, good, yeah. Good morning, uh, Steve and uh,
4: Pamela, right? <laughs> yay! Yay! Hey, she's playing right along Okay, here. that's all the time we have. Good night, everybody. And Kim is the sustainability
0: director at McHenry County College out in Crystal Lake. Yeah,
4: and and she's no longer a friend of the show, but we'll talk to her anyway. She's
0: not talking to us, that's all. <laughs> oh
4: boy I'm uh, not to be trusted with people's names or faces it's just not good it's Oops. not a good yeah exactly not a good combination uh, Kim so good to talk to you again and and I was trying to actually give you a shout out because you've been really supportive of our show ever since we came to uh, uh, WCGO and we, we can't tell you how much we appreciate that
10: oh that's nice Mike I appreciate that um, yeah it's just such a great outlet I get so many people that hear you and talk about Stuff you've been on your show, and they want to find out more about the expo. So it's great for us too, and we appreciate all that you do for us.
3: Yeah. So
4: next Saturday we've got uh, the Green Living Expo once again. Peggy and I are going to be there, and boy, have you got a lot of stuff going on. And, and one of the we did a commercial for you guys earlier in the year, uh and basically what I said was, you guys get it, and the the <laughs> the audience, your audience responds because. You, I, Peggy knows. She goes to a lot of green conferences. I go to, to not quite as many as she goes to. Um, and the crowds are different. The crowds at your Green Expo, they're really engaged. They know their stuff. You can't, you can't mess with them because they know what's going on. <laughs> uh, and it's so cool to talk to people who uh, are actively involved mm-hmm. in trying to change the world in a good way.
10: It is nice. I agree with you, Mike. It's been really an amazing experience for me over the years to see it grow and change and evolve as more and more people want to know more and more and they have questions and they can come to the expo and just have fun and then also maybe learn a few things along the way and do some Christmas shopping. And it's really, it just turned out to be a really fun event year after year because we do so many different things to try and help people really get to those different sustainable options that they're just sometimes really confused about. You know, we get calls a lot in the Sustainability Center People want to talk about recycling, which is great. They want to talk about solar, but sometimes we get, you know, all sorts of wacky calls too. And it's just fun. You know, yeah. it's great to be able to respond to the public.
4: And I should also give a shout out to McHenry County college. <coughs> give them a ding or give them, give them a beer ding there too. There we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cause uh, th- this doesn't happen unless they're behind it. And obviously they're behind you and, and they support you and you support us and, and, Um, It is great to come out to 8,900 U.S. Highway 14 in Crystal Lake. Some of it happens in the parking lot. It kind of depends on the weather, Uh, but uh, most of it's uh, indoors. Uh, More than 100 businesses, organizations, you've got artists. Earth friendly products, services, educational opportunities. This year, you've got, uh, wow, you've got the, the green cars, uh, including the race cars. Yeah. Western, those
0: were really cool in uh, the photos.
4: I was looking at the those. The solar cars? Yeah, the solar cars. That's cool. These college kids. And that they're built
10: by students. That always yeah. just blows me away. You know, like students sitting around going, hey, what if we try this? You know, it's just so cool and they, what they come up with. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so excited to welcome the eco align 19 back they've been with us they've been with us for a long time they've been coming for a while and we'd love to see them year after year but we have illinois state and now we have western michigan coming this year too so we got a whole fleet of crazy solar race cars so that'll be fun
4: i know they're not going to let me drive one <laughs> but i'm determined to, i'm determined <laughs> to get a photo with me in the driver's seat i wonder if we can make that happen what do you think kim
10: Oh so, yeah, well, some other cool things you should get in the driver's seat. Yeah, uh, that, 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 and that drive. Porsche Cayenne that's out there,
4: too. <laughs> yeah.
6: There's, or yeah, the
10: yeah. Harley. You're going to have Cayenne, electric Harley out the
4: there. The Harley. Yikes.
10: Uh, you don't know how many people have called me and asked me if they could drive the Harley. <laughs> no, you can't drive the Harley. Yeah, Harley. I know.
4: I, I'm i smart enough to know that you're not going to let me anywhere near the ignition on that car, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and and I wouldn't let me near the ignition on that Harley, but I'm I'd be happy to just get a photo with me in the seat. Mm-hmm. You know, a little little photo op. Cool. that. Cool. We,
10: we will have tons of bikes though for people to try. We've got electric bikes. We've got that. McHenry County has a great program now with bikes on demand. It's kind of like the city's divvy bikes. Only ours are called Zagsters. And I think um, a couple other counties have them too. But anyway, we've got a station at MCC now. So it's, there's lots of other bikes, you, other things you can try out. So that would be cool.
4: Yeah, you've got uh, Wheelworks and Bike Haven uh, there. Yeah, I was trying, I was going to ask you what bikes on demand. And as you say, it's just like the Divi in Chicago. Mm
10: -hmm. Yeah, it's like the Divi bikes. Um, We've got uh, six stations in McHenry County, and each station has five bikes. So there's 30 bikes around the county, and it's real easy. It's just like the Divi thing where you just get an app on your phone and it unlocks, and you just occupy. We're right on the uh, trail that goes up to Woodstock and down to Crystal Lake, and so was a good spot to have it at the college. So that's kind of fun. They'll be um, – visit McHenry County. will be out there, too, to kind of show people how that all works. And Bike Haven's been the bike people behind the Zagster Bikes, and then Will Works has been with us for a long time, too. So it's just fun to have all the, all the options for transportation.
4: Except uh, in uh, McHenry County uh, – well, in Cook County, you're taking a divvy 40 blocks, and in McHenry County, you're taking it 40 miles. So there's uh, a <laughs>
0: – And there's no scooters. <laughs>
4: Oh, good. No scooters.
0: No, no, no we it's scooters. scooters. Well, one of, the, one of the other things you're going to be highlighting, um, this the MCC Center for Agrarian Learning, you were telling me that there would be tours of the hoop houses and the greenhouses?
10: Yeah. So this is really cool. The college has a new initiative where they're um, creating a degree program. Oh, excuse me. Of course, you always have to cough when you're on the radio. Of
6: course. Um, They're
10: creating a degree program called uh, Entrepreneurial Agriculture. And so we want people to and that. Center for Agrarian Learning has been created to kind of help the farming community, help people want to be farmers, and so Sherry Doyle is our new leader with that, and she's going to be there on site with a few of our area farmers that have been involved with the project since the beginning. we talk a little bit about it. It's just launching sort of as we speak, and the degree program probably will be next fall,
6: Mm. so
10: she'll be talking about that too. And then, yeah, we have new hoop houses. Um, One station, One stays in one place, and the other one moves around a little bit, so that's kind of fun. And so we're going to take people up there and we'll see. Last year, you guys got the extra special super secret tour of the greenhouse,
6: but the
10: public was not invited to that. So this year, the public can go to the greenhouse and then up to the hoop houses. So that'll be fun. I was going to do that a couple times.
4: I was going to mention that because I was so impressed by your new greenhouses, state of the art. Mm -hmm. uh, And at that time, they were wide open and empty. What do they look like right now?
10: Oh, they're so cool. They're divided into kind of three different growing um, situations. (laughs) That's probably not the right word, but um, there's one that we have our um, whole hydroponics set up in one whole section. So that's a couple of classes at MCC. We've got the regular growing, and then there's kind of the early plant science greenhouse. So Rich Tobias will be there, and he's going to give a great tour. Okay. Yeah, we talked to Rich. About the greenhouse, so that'll be fun.
0: We had Rich on on the Sorry. Facebook. Rich was the, on the Facebook Live last year. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. Oh that's right. That's yeah,
10: right. I Sorry mean the yipping you hear is my puppy in the background. Sorry.
4: Well, no, no, we love we love animals on the, in the background. All right, so get your dog to bark. If you got a bird, bring it into the room and have it just. Uh, exactly. This this is what we do. Bring
0: in the goats. Bring in the chickens. Bring but, in the. But I got to tell you, yeah.
4: last year when we did that video. It had over a 1,000 views. People are really interested in what you're doing up there. So we'll probably, uh, unfortunately, do more videos. I can do videos. If I can sit in one of those cars, we're going to do a video. We're going to get me behind the wheel of one of those puppies. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, no, that'll be good. Talk uh, very quickly. we got just a couple of minutes uh, about the artists involved in uh, the expo.
10: Yeah, so what we do is we open it up to um, area artists that have some sort of link back to um, our sort of sustainability natural world. Like we have this new artist this year. She's so sweet. She does um, gourd art. So she takes really cool gourds and does all sorts of fun art with it. Another new one this year, she does these really beautiful paintings on birch bark from fallen trees and just some interesting stuff, you know, some repurposed materials that. Um, Free purpose materials that um, turn into art, and it's just really fun to see. And then there's some obviously some good shopping too. So we've got our friends from. Mm-hmm. pieces coming back, and she makes really beautiful magnets and jewelry
4: and stuff like that, so that's been good. Well, we, we always run into people we know there uh, often in the booths. Uh, uh,
0: Karen Wenzel and Blazing Star.
4: Right, who's there. Oh a, yeah, they're
0: definitely a,
4: Karen. <laughs> a, oh yeah, an yeah. advertiser on our show, and, and so we're we're really happy. And and, and
0: we've got Marsha at Backyard Patch Herbs who just, she's watching on Facebook right now. She said stop by her booth.
4: Ooh, okay.
0: Anybody else want to give a yeah, plug? Now's,
4: now's time to do it. Oops, we're out of time. <laughs> Oh, darn. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, it's, it's been it, such a pleasure to talk to you, Corey Harkin. Uh, and uh, <laughs> who? What? Uh, what? Uh, what? Car- Carol. The lady Fitz. with the dog. Yeah, Right. No. I uh, want to see those dance moves next week, Mike. I, mean, I want to
10: see that pumpkin spice. You watching. will.
4: <laughs> Go to our website for more information. Kim Hankins, thank you so much. Thank you. There are only a few weeks left to get to Rich's Fox Willow Pines in Woodstock and grab some rare and unique conifers before they go out of business. After 31 years, they're closing their doors at the end of this month. And plants that were 30 and 40 percent off are now 50 percent off the retail prices. This applies to container, B&B, and in-ground stock. The discount does not apply to any existing orders. Pines, spruces, firs, hemlocks, junipers, yews, and the deciduous larches, bald cypress and Dawn Redwoods are still available. Come out now to pick out your container or B&B trees. Call 815-338-7442 to schedule a time to tour the grounds to look for specimen trees. Don't miss this great opportunity to add some unique trees to your landscape projects. Go to RichesFoxWillowPines.com for more information. Follow them on Facebook for updates. RichesFoxWillowPines.com
0: Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at Mike now. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, mike at mikenovak.net. We're also at thegreendivas.com and on the Gab Radio Network. Podcasts and blog posts are available every week at mikenovak.net. Sign up for posts in our newsletter on the homepage and support the sponsors who support us. Look for their logos and specials at mikenovak.net. May I have the mic? He's
4: laughing so hard in there, and I have no idea why he's laughing, because he thought I was going to do music, but I was, but I was going to sing. You didn't realize that. Because Peggy and I have come up with an idea that uh, for Pumpkin Smash, somebody needs to redo Monster Mash to, he did the smash, he He did did the pumpkin pumpkin smash, smash, the pumpkin smash. It was an eco-bash. I was going to say it was a dumpster bash. <laughs> uh, either way, it will work. Okay. Well, welcome back to the show. I wanted to, to mention something. Uh, you you heard the uh, spot for Rich's Fox Willow Pines. I got an email from them this week. It says their final day, final sales day, is Saturday, November 16th. Uh, and so you've got till the 16th of November to get your rare... Uh, conifers and some wonderful deciduous plants out at Rich's Willow Pines in Woodstock. Give them a new home. And they will have pizza at noon, they mm. say. So you can get conifers and pizza. Uh, and of and course, we'll probably have two feet of snow by then. And go to <laughs> com, uh, or you can call... Uh, uh, um, 815-509-5877 if you want more information but just go to the website and uh, find out about that uh, welcome back to the show it is uh, crazy weather time and that's why we need our meteorologist Rick DeMaio and Peggy has a question for you Rick
0: yeah go ahead Peggy. so out at Lewis University on the 2nd of November from 9 to 12 is the pumpkin smash but they're doing pumpkin catapulting you going to be out there taking part in that?
7: Um, what day of the week is that? It's November a Saturday.
0: 2nd. Next Saturday. No. <laughs> no, you're missing a great opportunity. <laughs> Get the professors out there. Yeah, put them on the catapult.
7: I, I, I drive. Airborne! I drive like three thousand miles. I drive like three thousand miles a month. I don't need to drive another eighty just to see
6: getting
4: <laughs> smash.
7: But um, no, this is catapulting. Uh,
4: catapults Catapults, Rick. They're on catapults.
7: I know, but eventually when they hit the ground, they're going to smash, right? I mean, so, what's the most important part? Is it the catapult or the smash?
4: What is it? Well, it's actually the uh, the composting that comes. They got to clean it up and compost it.
7: Oh, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> I, mean, it, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think it's probably kind of cool to see how far you can catapult um, uh, a pumpkin. I guess two things come out of it. What are they going to use for a catapult? I mean, they actually have something in the physics department that could throw these things that far. I gotta.
4: I sure no, hope really, so. Because
7: I, I, yeah, I mean, maybe that's part of it. i got to talk to uh, Dr. Joe Kuzminski, um and, oh, I forget the other guy's name, uh, Larry. I'll have to talk to Larry and see what they're actually using for that. But it sounds interesting. I may have to promote it what I want uh, is, for my students for extra credit.
4: Yeah, and what I want is I want to see the physics students out there with their calculators and figuring out the arc. Uh, <laughs> Of the pumpkin based on the weight and the velocity. And the force with which it hits the ground. Exactly. So
7: yeah, the splat no, radius. I, I think those are all Yeah, those are all great things. Yeah. It makes makes you want to go back to school for a weekend, right, guys?
4: <laughs> just one just one half day, basically.
0: <laughs> and hopefully yeah. those pumpkins
7: yeah, yeah. Notice how I notice how I turned the tables when I said, Are you going to participate? And you said, Well, maybe not, right? Well, uh-huh.
0: no, we will be up at McHenry County at the Green Expo. Yeah, at the college. Oh,
7: right. At, uh, yeah, McHenry County Community College. Uh, yep. Paul Hamill um, is the uh, meteorologist up there who also teaches environmental science and mm-hmm. climate change. He's a great guy, uh, another Wisconsin grad. And I was with two other Wisconsin alumni yesterday at Will's North Tavern. That's that kind of like Wisconsin looking esque pub on Racine Avenue in the Lakeview area. And we enjoyed about a half of the game, and then after that, it was all downhill. Yesterday,
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I my my yeah. uh, my sympathies. Uh, it turns no, out
7: that's a, Mike. That's okay. I, I believe it or not. I had no optimism going into that game. I just wish they would have not run the ball fifteen times at the left side, and then you keep doing it, hoping that you're going to punch through it. I'm like, uh, stop doing that. But the bottom line is, guys, uh, we had some really interesting conversation. Myself. Uh, my best friend, John Davis, and also another guy, John Lee, who's into environmental science, which I think, Mike, you met earlier this year at the Museum of Science and Industry. Yeah. But we were talking about how, yeah, I remember he was telling about that. Uh, we were talking about how much more active our late Octobers and Novembers have been um, over the last 10 to 15 years, and it's pretty much due to the tropics and also Uh, the amount of sea ice that we've been losing in parts of the Bering Sea and also the North Atlantic. And you saw it bear out um, over this past weekend with this monstrous storm that came through Texas uh, and actually gobbled up the remnants of what was Tropical Storm Olga over the northern Gulf of Mexico on Thursday and then literally jettisoned northward on Friday and into the Midwest yesterday. You know, Peggy, you were talking just a couple of minutes ago about two feet of snow on the ground maybe here in a couple of weeks. Just I know you were just talking about that kind of in a funny way, but mm-hmm. if you would have taken this same set of circumstances and pushed it a month ahead of time, that would have been two feet of snow. This was a phenomenal event they came through yesterday, two to three inches of rain, 30 to 40, maybe even 50 mile per hour wind, and look how quickly it left the area. It's sunny out right now. Yeah. So this was one of those things that we keep seeing happening you know, at the end of October and early November, that is definitely showing the signs that the climate is definitely becoming much more variable, guys.
4: And it's hard to know how exactly to to deal with this. We were uh, talking to Dr. Alan right. Armitage uh, earlier in the year, and he's a horticulturist who's, you know, he's from Canada and now he lives in Athens, Georgia, and he's seen everything in between. He says, "I know cold weather and." and he but he is now dealing with the warm dry weather in the south uh but these mm-hmm. uh so he's had that this year which is odd because we have been so wet here are, mm-hmm. are we setting uh are we going to set uh some kind of year record for moisture around here
7: well well we could um in fact i was just tallying up the numbers oh here officially came in with 2.18 inches of rain now up to 45 inches for the year. Uh, we're 12 half inches above normal, 18 half inches above normal for the Will County area, which, again, I got nailed with three inches of rain. Uh, it's yet to be seen how that's going to transpire from a standpoint of the next two months, but if, if we get close to, I think, the record's around 54 or 55, that's easily attainable between now and the end of December. And what was really interesting, guys, uh, Is as bad as the storm was when it came through with the 30 to 40 mile per hour winds. There wasn't much of a rise of the lake, only because it came through so fast, Mm -hmm. you weren't able to really get the wave heights much. So we were only getting up to about six to seven feet along the lakefront. But all you need is two or three days of onshore winds, and then you get a storm like this, and I guarantee you, Lakeshore Drive will be shut down. Now, to go back quickly, Mike, you were mentioning before about the dryness. I was just looking at areas out west. And they're already showing 60 to 80-mile-per-hour winds in some of the peaks just to the south of the Hillsburg area. And that's where the fire, which was yesterday about 22,000 acres, increased to 45 acres, 45,000 uh, acres today. And that fire is going to go nowhere but south and increase in intensity between today and tomorrow. So even though we're talking about massive amounts of rain in the Midwest, another snowstorm going through the Rocky Mountains, now we have another fire to deal with out across the areas of the Napa Valley area today and tomorrow.
4: Wow, and I just wow. and I got a uh, an email from Pat Skatch yesterday. Uh, who spoke to his farmer friend in Kankakee in Livingston Counties at 11 a.m. yesterday. He just finished 2,500 acres of soybeans using two combines, two semi-trucks, and two truck drivers. He is now underway with corn harvest, and I can't even imagine what the, the rain did to that. Mm. And only one combine truck and driver estimated completion 30 days from today. Wow. So well, I Not good. No, that's not. Give us a quick forecast there, Rick.
5: All
7: right, beautiful today. Rain and snow likely Tuesday night. It's going to stay north and west of us. Another shot of some snow showers on Wednesday. And next Friday, rain and snow mixed. Temperatures this week about 10 degrees below normal. Guys, enjoy your Sunday. Hopefully <laughs> the beers won't ruin the right? Uh, they
4: I'm will. I'm planting bulbs this afternoon. <laughs> okay, I think I might be too. Thanks a lot, I'm, Rick. Take care, sure, guys. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. Thanks to all our guests on the show today, Dr. Allen, Armitage, Sarah Batka, Ivy Tsur, Kim Hankins. Until next time, go green or
0: go home.
1: Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.